Shut up and sit down. We have arrived. Dun Hey everybody, it's episode 75 of Third Shift. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Eric, and as always, we have a Mr. Matt hanging out in the background. Well, oh yeah, oh hey, hey Mr. Matt, hey, I just want to say, how was your week, buddy? It's been a whole fun time, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a fantastic week of wonderful, great fun times. Work has been hell, work has been the worst, work has been the stuff of every single nightmare I've ever had, all rolled into one. That's been horrible, but... Over the weekend, I did do two fun things. On Saturday, I took, well, I mean, I went to work, and then immediately afterwards, Mom and I took a little road trip down to Toledo, Ohio, and went to see the Toledo Symphony Orchestra because they did a production of Singing in the Rain with the film on, up on like a big screen overhead, and then they played all the music, the score, the musical numbers, live in an orchestra. So that was pretty fantastic. That was really cool. I haven't actually ever seen that movie all the way through from start to finish. I've seen bits and pieces here and there, like the second half or the first half. Never seen it all the way through. That was an absolute blast. I love those old school musicals. And, you know, kind of like what we talked about on IG2G, you know, I love really dark and depressing movies, but then I really love nice, clean, light, fun stuff that's, you know, actually, like, heartwarming and jolly that was totally what that was and i totally needed it after working a full shift at work because hey you know i I needed something so did that on saturday and then on sunday i went to the uh, grand ledge two dollar theater and watched the greatest showman the uh, the musical that just got released a little while ago with hugh jackman as uh, pt barnum and that was a lot of fun too another nice clean you know uplifting jolly kind of show so it was a nice weekend and then i just dove headfirst right back into the hell that was work so Good weekend, crappy week, but hey, we're here. It's time for third shift. How was your week? My week, Matt, was great, Matt. I did a whole bunch it of was great. overtime at work again because I think that's my <laughs> life now. I worked all weekend, Matt. I worked Saturday 7 to 5. Mm. I worked Sunday 7 to 5. And you know what I do this weekend, Matt? I work Saturday 7 to 5. Work and I work Sunday 7 to 5. Seven and to five. Seven so to I five. haven't yep. done anything in real life. I'm not sure what real life is. However, I do get a small amount of time still where I've been squeaking in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I am just in love with this game. I am just hooked to it. It's got everything in me. Ah, yes. Even now, I'm like, oh, I must I must get off and play some Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I must go farm for a mm. while. Yes. Oh, it's so good. It's so much fun. It's exactly what I needed and wanted. And like you said, it's just great to fall into it. And just forget that I got to go to work in five and a half hours and do a whole another 10-hour oh, yeah. shift. So, yeah. Beyond that, I haven't done anything with my family because I haven't had time to do anything with my family. Uh, <laughs> or anything else in general. So, yeah, that's life. We're rolling. Mm. We're cooking. We're moving and grooving. <laughs> we're going to get there someday. And I... <laughs> And I do have to jump in, because I talked about the cool musicals that I went and saw. I didn't talk about any video games that I played. I've been playing Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. That is the longest damn name. Whatever. I've been playing it. That's been my sole refuge at work. I, I go, all right, it's time, to, it's time for lunch. It's time for an hour in the Phoenix Wright universe while I'm like stuffing my face with the other hand. It's like, oh, take me away. Take me away to the courtroom. Ah. 
And then the last couple days, I've been playing a game we talked about on the most recent IG2G. I downloaded Little Red Lie. I've been getting into that dark and depressing and twisted universe. And oh man, the last couple days, it's just, it's been really good. The writing in that game is really good. I mean, it looks kind of like an RPG maker type of game, so the graphics aren't super great. But occasionally there's like a nice little like portrait of the scene that's going on. And like I said, the writing's really well done. There's like some some like dark twists and like some interesting twists. I can't spoil anything, but I just hit a spot where I just went, whoa, what is going on right here? And I checked over my shoulder and I went, oh man, weird stuff's going on. Plus I will say the sound of the game is actually really good. It's a really, like like I said, RPG maker looking game. So the graphics aren't that great, but like the surround sound is like, I mean, it feels like it's totally dead on sitting in my room and here's, you know, doors knocking. It sounds like my door over there because it came out of that speaker. Sounds like it's behind me over here when something else happens. So it's like really immersive, even though, you know, your sprites aren't that great. So really, really digging that game. Also digging Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Spirit of Justice. Also digging Spirit of Justice. Been having a blast. Those are the games I've been playing. There you go. So you have been doing some stuff. See, look at you playing video games and don't even know it. I totally forgot I played them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's stupid because i was playing little red lion until like an hour ago like i was sitting there i'm like i need to talk about this on the show and I get off of it hey, what'd you do this week nothing just worked i did was work and cry cry tears of blood well you know i do do that all the time mm. that's all right <laughs> So speaking of Little Red Lie, like I said, that's a game we talked about on IG2G. We dropped a new IG2G this week as well as a team. That was a great show. Yes, it was a fun, fantastic time. A lot of good games. And, you know, you're surprised because this is supposed to be the dead times. And, yes, Mm -hmm. the triple A's aren't hitting like bombs right now. But there's still a ton of good games out there just popping in, sneaking in, rolling in without anybody really paying attention. So you need to hit on up over there and watch some IG2G so y'all know what them little wonderful gems are that are sneaking right on by you. So yeah, I agree 100% with what you said, Eric. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Listen to IG2G. We have a ball. Coming up next week, we don't have anything on Tuesday, but we do have shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. Hit up the Twitter, hit up the forums, hit up the Instagram, hit up the Reddit, hit up your preferred shift code provider and go grab those up. Here, 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 shift codes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get them guns, baby. Whoa! Open them That's boxes. right. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on in the Gearbox universe? We've heard rumors that, uh, this is kind of branching off from our video game subject, but we've been hearing rumors that John Cena is in talks with Paramount to do the Duke Nukem movie. Thoughts on that one, Eric? So this is something Randy Pitchford's been talking about in his uh, Nirvana live show stuff quite a bit. Well, I wouldn't say quite a bit, but he's been talking about it a few times now. Hmm. And he's he's feeling real good that this movie's going to happen. Now, I don't know if you've read any of the posts or responses, but a lot of people kind of want it just to be a CG, yeah, not a live-action film. Hmm. And I'm torn on this. See, I would love a CG, but if it's a CG, it's never making it to the movies, and it's never making big bucks. Right. That's just a foregone conclusion. That's exa- It's just going to go straight to Blu-ray, DVD. It's going to be t- in an anime section, and it's going to be never seen and forgotten by most everybody. Yeah. So I think a live action, at the end of the day, is the only way to go, but a live action also presents the most problems, mm-hmm. the most ways in which this can become a terrible Doom-like movie, and we don't yeah. want that to happen. 
I think Cena yeah. has what it takes to be a Duke Nukem, however, but... <sighs> I would say he looks like Duke, and I believe he, you know, you generally see him in a family-friendly sense, but I could see him doing, like, the kind of rude, ridiculous stuff, over-the-top kind of comedy that Duke is known for, but if Duke doesn't sound like Duke, then Duke is not Duke. I mean, you have to have John St. John as Duke, which is why, when we were talking about it, I thought a CG movie would be the best, because you could just get him in there, have Duke be Duke, unless maybe, like, John Cena's, like, a clone of Duke, and then you see, like, a CGI Duke in the end, or, like, he's like, oh, I saved the day, didn't I, Dad? And it's like, Duke Sr.'s, oh, blow it out your ass, with the actual John St. John voice at the end. Something cool like that. I don't know. When you were talking about CG versus live-action Duke, I feel like live-action Duke needed to happen in, like, the early 90s or something, like, when it actually was around. Like, then last, you could do last action hero? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could do, like, a ridiculous, over-the-top Duke. He could still be Duke and not offend all the sensibilities of the audience back in the day. You know, that it would have been the perfect time, but I feel like Cena can do it. I'm just worried that... I mean, he can't do the Duke voice. He's got a good voice. He can do a deep voice and stuff, but he won't be Duke because he doesn't sound like Duke. Yeah, and I get it. Trust me. You know, you, you got to love John St. John's Duke Nukem. I mean, mm-hmm. but you can let someone else grab a hold of the reins, and as long as it's witty, funny, the material's all there and it's good, mm-hmm. I think it can be pulled off. Because I would love. Don't trust me. I love CGs. I love, you know, I love anime. I love all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would love John St. John to be Duke, but I know exactly what's going to happen to that movie if it went that route. I know oh, what's yeah. going to happen to that movie. It's going to be like every other one that happens. You know, even Final Fantasy, which was huge and people loved, just right into the bargain bins. It'll be all the Resident Evil movies that they put mm-hmm. out. Exactly. There's like 18 million of them. And, well, you know, people know that they're there, but you don't know that they're there. You no know one truly saying? cares about them, yeah. I still feel like... Maybe like be it Duke Junior or like Duke's brother or Duke's Duke spinoff, so he could be Duke Nukem, but the real Duke Nukem is still there that you hear or see in like a little flashback oh, no. sequence or something. You do it Metal Gear Solid like, exactly. Like said, it's like Duke, Duke on Junior, the codec, but he's on the codec. Hey, <laughs> blow it out your ass, boy! Get up off the house. <laughs> eat shit and die. Yeah, eat <laughs> so you can constantly getting that real Duke in your ear holes. But then, of course, you get the witty take of the you know new mm. Duke or whatever you want to call him going through the movie. Yeah, nice. I like go. that idea. Solving That's problems. pretty good. And that'd make perfect sense. <laughs> you know what you could call it? you call it Duke and Duke. Oh, my God. <laughs> Rolling it back to Duke and Duke, man, every single episode. Mind blow. Duke and gonna, Duke, baby. <laughs> going to push this until it becomes this makes a reality. Sense. It all makes sense. It's tying back together. <laughs> Oh, here it is. You're Duke Nukem or you're Duke's boy, Duke him. <laughs> Nuke Duke him. There Nuke he is. Duke him. There it is. Nuke and Duke, baby. <laughs> perfect. That's perfect. Oh, God. I'll tell you what. Now, if that actually happened, I would, I would, I would buy a theater, rent it out, <laughs> so I could go watch it premiere by myself. <laughs> And I'd be in the theater next to you with my own rented out Exactly. Theater. Just relishing the fact that we're amazing. <laughs> and hey, speaking of amazing, coming up this weekend, Homeworld Deserts of Karak has the 43rd 
Artifact Cup. If you're all about that Deserts of Karak life and you want to get in on that Artifact Cup tournament, hit up their Twitter is where I heard from it, and then that'll link you to their little uh, tournament website. Go check that out and have a grand old time. Yeah, if you're still rolling around in that homeworld, man, this is the chance. Go watch some pros play and be amazing. It is a fantastic time. Woo! I think that's, that's right, it. absolutely. Gearbox, uh, other than that, has been pretty darn quiet, man. Mm-hmm. Hey, Matt, you know Battleborn still got them a rotation going, that's and I right. wonder who it is. So this week, we got Atticus, we got the Trash Can Bird Benedict. Oh, jeez, oh, Pete. We also have Reyna, Cleese, Whiskey Foxtrot, and Kelvin. What you think about this one, sir? That's a pretty good mashup. I think that's a lot of fun. You got a lot of variety in there. You got Cleese, you know, your territorial guy. You got Trash Can Bird, the mobility, flying around, picking picking his target, just harassing people. Yeah, not a bad combo, I'd say. Whiskey Foxtrot, he's basically the more complicated version of Oscar Mike, but still, mm-hmm. I'd say still pretty accessible for most everybody. I'd say a good mashup. Yeah, I like the matchup. Obviously, Reyna, the best support in the entire game, my very favorite. I like how they always team her up with Kelvin. So Kelvin activates his skill, gets his temporary shield. Reyna can throw an overshield on him as soon as that temporary shield is down or breaks. You know, you just keep him all shielded up with his big old high health pool. It's a grand old time. Atticus, beefy melee, whiskey foxtrot, like you said, shooty shoot at the mid-range. Cleese is always a lot of fun. And the trash can bird, just dump him in that trash. That's right. That's where he belongs. Talked about it a little bit on Twitter. You know, I wish they would have relieved a, <clears throat> made a Funko Pop of him, so I could have oh, yeah. built my little, you know, trash can right here, throwing him in it, and just mm-hmm. every day it'd be humorous for me. Every day it'd be a little joke that I could laugh at. We we're talking about that on Twitter. I was dreaming of having thirty little Battleborns Funkos just all over my room. You're looking like Futaba from freaking Persona Five, just like little collector stuff all over, just piled up oh. everywhere be so great and speaking of fun everywhere we got updates for fortnite we got some battle royale we got a little bit of save the world why don't you start us off there eric what's most exciting for you in this update well i'll tell you what's most exciting auto run yeah baby double click and now i'm auto running that's what i'm talking about I do I actually hate agree holding with that. that crap down i hate it it just annoys the hell out of me and i can feel it breaking my controller so what a fantastic addition to the whole thing. I think they added a chugga a chugga lug. What'd they call that? A, a chug see, jug. I, I thought for sure you would be like chug jug uh, first thing, but you yeah. went with auto run and nope, you totally nope. subverted my auto expectations. Run. That's right, goddammit. <laughs> I love auto run. It's amazing. But the chug jug, hang on, hang on, man. Chug jug. There, there it is. There, there it is. is. They had the chug jug. So, hey, I need me some max health. I need to be maze balls, And what else? Oh, it gives you max health and shields. What? Oh, my God. So I got to imagine this thing's going to be pretty rare. Well, I think it's a legendary item. You can only get a stack of one. And then it said, I think you have to sit there and chug it for like 15 seconds, I think was what it said. Like it actually mm-hmm. had like a really long time to chug that jug. Yeah, it's 15 whole seconds. But if you're just hiding out in a little hut with your buddy, we both just chug a jug and then... We're the, we're the last two standing. That's all That's there is right. to it. And the health thing, it doesn't really, you know, I don't really care that much about, but getting the shields on top of that, mm-hmm. oh, that's amazing because then everybody comes in, even they think they're going to get the jump on you. No, you're not, sucker. You're just hitting the shields, boy. Just hitting mm-hmm. the shields. Now I'm going to turn around and shoot you. You're dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I agree. Chug Jug is awesome. Auto Run is awesome because, I mean, you, I, I will see so many people doing so many cool, crazy plays on Fortnite's Twitter account where they're like, oh, I auto run and I like look to the left in one shot like in half a second and I headshot a guy and I won. I did this, this, this. Plus, I mean, it's just cool to just auto run and then look around this way, that way instead of you're running, stop, look, look. Okay, it's just auto run, go. But then the other thing that I thought was cool for the Battle Royale section was they said that if you're an early quitter now, you get no stat progress, you get no challenge progress, you get nothing, which is the way it's supposed to be. Jump in the game, finish the game, get rewards. Jump in the game, quit the game, hey, you get nothing. Apparently you were too busy to finish the match or whatever it was, so you get nothing. Good luck, Godspeed, we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Perfect. Yeah. They ended the uh, winter event and the Save the World uh, yep. edition. And what was neat about this is, first off, of course, big thanks to everybody who played. They did the whole spiel on that. But then they said, hey, remember the mini bosses we added? Well, guess what? Mutant Monsters is back, and mini bosses are inside of that now. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely excited for the Mutant Storms to return. And because that was the cool one that did all the modifiers that made you worse, made the monsters better, all kinds of good stuff. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that coupled with mini bosses on top of it to make it even more fun, more hectic, more crazy, all kinds of good stuff. I concur, good sir. They're still moving along. There's a bunch of other, you know, little notes, things are doing, graphics getting a little bit better, fixing some bugs, some little time issues. It's a billion things as it is every freaking week because, mm-hmm. as we always say, Epic is on top of their game when it comes to patching their game and keeping things rolling smooth. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. I did like that they put in a, like, here's what we're working on for Save the World coming up update as well. Mm -hmm. So obviously more bug fixes. I think they're bringing the cozy campfire from Battle Royale into Save the World. So that'll be nice if everyone's got low health and nobody has any bacon to craft a cool, you know, healing item. Hey, dude, I got a cozy campfire. Pop. Let's all heal up before the next wave. That'll be nice. They're also going to be improving the expeditions, which is one thing that I always... I liked the concept of it in the base game or the game as it is right now, but you could go and get like wood, brick, and metal, and then like a couple specialty things, but it didn't like roll exactly what you needed. Now it's saying you can get all kinds more stuff, but you can actually get the the people resource to help you make more stuff. So I like I like expanding the expeditions because any any way you can get more stuff out of just grinding it in the base game is good. Just helps. Mm-hmm. It helps you. It helps everybody. It's a great thing. And they did say they're going to have Valentine's and like two spring events. I think. Yeah, they did that mention both cool. of those. Oh yeah, which you know I shouldn't say I expect this of them now, but I do mm-hmm. because they have been just every single holiday. They're just on top of it, ripping yep. out all sorts of cool content. So I did expect there to be a really cool festive Valentine's Day sort of thing. And sure enough, they said, "Heck yeah, man, we're going to be on board." And I was like, "Yes." Freaking cool! Of course, they're, you know you can already imagine they're gonna have bows and arrows, shooting hearts out, and having people oh, yeah. fall in love and just act goofy or do something stupid. It's gonna be great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But then the one thing that did kind of excite me about the spring update or the spring mode or however you want to think about it is they specifically said hey here's week one of the spring thing and then here's week two going to be coming later so they were talking about kind of breaking up these modes from just it runs all month to here's a week-long thing another week maybe two weeks in a row to kind of like break it up and make it you know let it evolve as you're going through the season or the holiday or whatever i thought that was a pretty cool idea well plus it gives you the smaller bites to chew on 
It's something, you know, I always say, it's something World of Warcraft does, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shut up, Eric. <laughs> Shut your mouth. God, terrible. When they roll out new things, they usually roll it in, in small pieces, so that way you can, you know, ingest it, enjoy it, and then look forward to the next part of it without just getting overwhelmed or just rushing in in three hours doing the whole damn thing, and then walking mm. away and being like, oh, that's it for me. It's a great way to do it. I played three 45-minute matches of, of Holiday Save the World, and I'm done. Yep. Okay, I did it. Neat. Mm-hmm. Turn it off. But now, next week, oh, there's they've got the new llamas. They've got the new items. They've got, or, you know, the second tier of the items are coming into the store with the second week, third week, fourth week. Smart idea. I like mm-hmm. it. I do, too. These guys are thinking. These guys and guys. Now, I will also state, uh, in epic terms, not just with Fortnite, but it does involve Fortnite, uh, Epic did come out and say that uh, they've been looking at numbers, looking at uh, the popularity of their games, and they are going to be ramping back on Paragon and putting more oh, people wow. into, obviously, Fortnite, and especially the Battle Royale portion of Fortnite because well, it is doing so well. So if any of you guys are out there and you're rocking Paragon, well, you know, unfortunately it looks like I, they didn't say they're stopping on it, but they're mm. ramping back. So it doesn't sound too hot for Paragon, but it does sound fantastic for Fortnite. <laughs> and now I will say one thing that I did. I was debating whether or not to bring it up in the show, but I saw a lot of comments under the Twitter announcements for like the patch updates mo- more recently of people saying, hey, seems like you're dumping everything into Battle Royale and Save the World kind of gets like, oh, here's like a little speck. You got some bug fixes. Eh, that's it. So I feel like we'll have to wait and see on that, depending on how, like, this Valentine's Day event and the spring events go. But, I mean, I understand it on one sense, because Battle Royale gets bazillions and millions of players. But Fortnite was based on the Save the World mode, so I kind of want to see more balance, but I understand why there's not. But you know what I mean. It's just, I don't know. I figured I'd bring up that topic and say what I think about it, because it's my show and that's what I did. And I'm going to be the optimistic Jones, and because mm-hmm. they, you know, they have no cause for me to be pessimistic, and I'm going to say that just the only reason we're seeing that right now is because the battle royale is, you know, still pretty fresh, and, yeah. and it's doing gangbusters as people would say. So they're really ramping up, trying to make sure they capture that lightning that they've got, and they're going to roll with it. I don't think they've lost sight of Save the World, but they want to make sure they get that player base, they get that money, that in, influx of, you know, goodwill and cash. And then they'll be like, okay, now that we've got it and it's stream, streaming smooth, all right, now Frank, Bob, Ted, go get some really good stuff going for Save the World again. Let's get this show back on the road. Da 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 da. Which is interesting because I hadn't even thought about it until just now. But Battle Royale is free and it's free to play. And for what I understand, it's going to stay that way forever. Save the World is still in early access. I mean, it'll go free to play eventually, but it's still not finished with my quote fingers on so it's like well they're still not even like this one's a runaway gangbuster success like you said and like this one's not even done yet so i mean give them some time we'll see what happens with it but you know I, I, you know it's something interesting to watch i would say mm-hmm. and either way if you if you look at it you know we we bought fortnite because we were the you know early ups mm-hmm. but like you said that save the world's gonna be free as well yeah. So if you just think about in terms of cash and keeping your business strong, hey, you you released one mode of the thing, it did okay, but you know, not didn't set the world on fire and nobody really went crazy over it. Mm-hmm. You released the other part of the thing, and you've got millions of players. Everyone's going bananas. Everyone's having a freaking great time. 
Well, mm. these are both going to be free. They're both only going to generate revenue through their microtransactions. One's True. got millions of players going crazy and having a blast. One's got a, you know a, a decent base, but just chilling like villains and you know moving on if they feel like it. Blah 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 blah. Mm. Well, come on, come on, Shelley, come on. <laughs> I just feel kind of. <laughs> I feel sad about it because I put in the money for Save the World, and that's still the mode that I prefer. So if it ends up just kind of falling by the wayside, I'll be like, oh, I mean, we've put in a, a good amount of hours on it, so I don't feel like I wasted my money or anything. But it's like, here's the thing I bought, and that thing's going to be like the little, little red-headed stepchild to the, to the shining golden star mm-hmm. up here. Uh, I do worry that in the end that's what will happen, but I don't think it's going to be Epic's fault. I think no, they're no, going to try, no. and they're going to make it a polished game. But naturally, you know, people love to just go, I've got 15 minutes in the line of cocaine. Let's go do Battle Royale. Woo! <laughs> and off they go. Yeah. Yeah, they don't got time to focus. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of doing lots of speaking drugs of and doing cocaine. crazy things, we're going to move on to We Happy Few in the Compulsion Games Weekly Update. What stood out on this one for you, Eric? Well, I can tell you what stood out on this one, Matt, because it should yeah, be the I same know. thing that stood out for you. <laughs> the game has been delayed until the summer of 2018. Yes. Yeah. I am extremely sad to hear this. I was very much looking forward to having a solid game that, of course, is by compulsion, but is in the Gearbox publishing realm as well, so mm. it would be something fantastic to talk about and have a good time with on the show for however long that the game entertains us and has things oh, to yeah. talk about. And it was right around the corner. We were almost there. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no big deal. We're rocking and rolling. And then they came mm-hmm. out and said, no, we really want to work on this more. We don't feel it's quite where we want it. So it's delayed till summer of 2018. And, of course, they didn't even give a date. They just said summer, which yeah. means, as it will always mean and always does mean, it'll be September of 2018 because apparently September's still summer in the land of video games. So it's the it's the latest summer there could ever be. It's uh-huh. it's an it's an Indian summer. It's fine. Exactly. Everything's great. So that's what stood out the most to me and it was very saddening to hear, but I will say I'm always for developers doing this because mm-hmm. I'd rather wait and play a game that's good than play a piece of crap game that I toss away or just ignore after 20 30 minutes. And I think you could kind of see that coming. I mean, every single update for the past seemingly like two full months has been, oh, we really got to get those first few hours ironed out. We really got to get the intro play experience ironed out. And they're still talking about that in this one. So, I mean, obviously it needed a little bit more time in the oven, if even just for that. And we haven't even really heard anything about uh sally miss thigh highs who we did see Mm -hmm. a little bit of a sneak peek reveal in here or the third character we haven't heard anything about their storylines other than just here's a hint here's a tease here's a hint and a tease it's all been arthur it's all been arthur's story his first few hours blah 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 so hopefully that stuff's further along than his is but like i said i feel like this kind of you could see this coming and as long as we get a nice polished game out of it at the end I'm happy that they that they took the time to make that happen. I would agree with that. Beyond that whole statement and everything involved with it, one of the coolest things I'm looking forward to is the fact that with these new, you know, the new beginning they're redoing for Arthur and everything, they've got these cutscenes they're adding in that weren't there previously. So they're really going all in. And of course, having the guys and gals over there talk about how 
they're knee deep in just getting that put together and they're making the entire beginning story feel like the rest of the game which they felt jumped leaps and heads and in, in just creativity and, and artwork mm-hmm. and everything that the beginning half when they were kind of figuring out what they wanted to do didn't have and so that was neat to hear and just you know go you know and i know they've been talking about redoing that area for weeks and weeks now but yeah that really kind of put it in perspective where they were like look we just looked back and we're like oh that's kind of rough you know we we still didn't really know what we wanted to do and the rest of our game looks almost completely different from this part and it's like oh mm. god you know, you think about it, yeah, this game has been getting made for, what, four or five years now, so it makes yeah, perfect yeah, sense that your, your beginning stuff is not even anything like the end of your stuff at this point. Mm-hmm. For me, there were two other little things real quick that caught my eye. One, having a, having the four quick slots for items. I love when games do that, so you can get out of menus, you know, having to go into the menus. You can just, I need a bandage right now. Up, I need this, left, right, down. You know, just a quick little thing that makes things flow a lot easier. And then the other thing that I liked was they had a, I forget who it was that was talking about it, but they were talking about how how to make light NPCs, like if a whole crowd was watching you, if you were mm-hmm. like up on a stage or something, and they were making a trigger that they called a cheer, but you could put in any animation there and have the crowd do that so they were talking about like actually having people cheer maybe having them boo you or if they're like sophisticated people like oh when it when it cheers they all like you know use their camera or take notes or something and kind of randomizing that throughout the crowd so it doesn't look like those old madden games where we had like five guys who just did this and raised yeah, their arms over up and over. Unison. it's uh, like the, the old cardboard cut out all man. the time oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i thought that was kind of cool and you know seeing the that tiny peek behind the curtain where you can just, here's the trigger, and you can put any animation you want on that trigger. I thought that was kind of cool. Man, you know, speaking of interesting, you know, remember Joe Zos said he was going to work on an unannounced project for Gearbox. We didn't mention that. Remember, Gearbox was putting out that big thing about, hey, do you want to come test a, a game for us in oh, yeah, yeah. Frisco? Working for nine bucks an hour for a week? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember and that. Joe, Zos, Joe Zos was yeah, going to calculate the, this and that and get his airfare out there and fly out there. Talked about where it was a cheap hotel you could stay that's close by and everything else. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that ever happened. I was going to say, once and if that happens, maybe he'll have to be a super correspondent on the show. I agree. Or he can just be on an ultra-secret mission for us. and you know. Hey, Danny, you could make up like a bunch of third shift stickers that he can just slap on all the consoles and all the keyboards and all the walls around there. That's how we'll do it. That would be amazing. What you need to do is run through their offices and strap these stickers to everything. Never stop. Yeah. Never surrender, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a confetti bomb, but all the confettis are little like little third, third shift, shift symbols. symbols. Oh, <laughs> You're supposed to be testing a game. <laughs> confetti coming. Third shift. Third shift. <laughs> I don't know if it was worth it, but I did it. Just knocking people down in the hallway with confetti cannon blasts. <laughs> so some semblance of that has to go in the show so yes. Joe Zos can hear it and he can go on the mission for us. Daniel works magic. She always does. So speaking of magic, what's Whoa. up next? What do we close the show oh with? God. It's the At Nerdvana Live podcast report brought to you from exclusive correspondent Eric. Eric, what happened on the show? Anything cool? Anything you want to talk about? Well, Mr. Matt, I can tell you. It was Aliza and Dante this week. And if you don't know, Dante is in charge of a, whole, a lot of lore and writing for Battleborn. 
and he was actually like a tester um, beforehand. And then because he found a whole bunch of bugs and issues, he put like a whole rap sheet on uh, Randy Varnell's desk. Randy Varnell came and found him. And then the story goes on from there. If you want to know the whole thing, you know, go check out Nirvana live and listen to that episode. But beyond the cool little uh, background of Dante, they did a, a bunch of little just fun talking around of like, D&D they talked a bit about just Dante's love for writing and just his love of words and messing around some callers talked about favorite characters and Battleborn similar stuff nothing real big there was no big no big gearbox news nothing was dropped nothing you're gonna be like oh my god it's blowing my mind but if you just want to hear those two chit chat back and forth about random stuff all over the place then that's for you go check it out so speaking of things you need to check out and pay attention to, what do we got over here? What is it? A bang bang! Oh, we got a second consecutive mailbag question. Oh, my God. Ooh. This one comes to us via Twitter from our buddy Joe Zos at Joe Zos on Twitter. He asks, <clears throat> what do you think happened in We Happy Fuse alternate universe that led to downers and taking joy? Oh, well, I can tell you what we do know. I can tell you that. Okay, so what we do know for sure is that the during World War II, it's like an alternate whole shtick going on in which they lost, in a sense, and Britain was occupied, and these poor Munjamunkas endured the occupation and did some terrible, horrible things that afterwards regretted terribly. They could not live with themselves, so created joy in which they took this stuff and then became happy and forgot all the bad things. But, unfortunately, joy leaves you easily able to be manipulated, controlled, told what to do. And, obviously, that means somebody's behind the screen leading the way for these poor sons of guns. I will admit, when I first saw Joe's question, I went, Hey, I don't know. Hey, I'm going to make up crazy theories in my head. And then you reminded me, and you were like, Hey, yeah, we actually do know that it's like post-World War II with the Britain occupation. I went, Oh, man, that makes it way less interesting. Because I was thinking, like, you know... When you see any kind of like, hey, forcibly take your happy pill and be happy, like the bobbies are throwing them in people's mouths and stuff, it makes you think, oh, big brother, you know, typical oppressive overlord, you know, cruel government oppressing the people. And I was like, what if it's not something like that? What if it was something just really bad, like an economic collapse and the whole society had to, you know, was just falling apart and somebody had to make this joy that people could take to actually get the joy of living back in themselves. And then eventually it went too far and whoever created it, you know, was doing bad stuff with it. Or maybe it was like a super plague or something and society had just fallen apart. People were, you know, in pain all the time or like rotting away or something. So you had to, they had to create something to get people to get, go through this and, you know, live through this horrible thing whether it be economic or, you know, biological or whatever. So that's where my brain went, and then Eric went, hey, look, this is what it is, and I went, oh, okay, great, never mind. Well, and I know you did that, but I will say this. Here's the <laughs> other part of this, because it's got me thinking, you know, obviously this town did something bad and terrible to people, and then they want to forget about it, and mm. somebody provides them a means to forget. They did all agree to take the joy and forget. Those who didn't were cast out and called wastrels and then ended up like killing themselves, becoming weirdos because they couldn't endure the memories. Mm -hmm. And then some were just immune to the joy, and those guys were outcast and thrown out as well. Yeah. But the bottom line is all the ones that did remain 
are willing, well, most of them are willing participants in taking the joy. Now, mm. whilst on joy, they think the world's okay, everything's golden. But we've mm. seen multiple scenes now when you're not on joy that your town's basically decayed, rotted, and gone. Yeah. So even though we're all like, oh, that's kind of boring if it's just some mastermind behind the scenes controlling everything, that doesn't make sense. Because what are they getting out of this? Because obviously mm. they're not rebuilding this town, they're not doing making money for themselves or anything like that. True. So I'm like, well, that kind of throws out the whole thing of, oh, I'll control this whole town and make them do something. Unless there's something we don't know in the story yet in which they are going out and doing one particular thing that's something important for whomever is in control of the joy. Well, and you think about it, too. We've seen, like, the victory meet and the kind of, like, Soylent Green type of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is just... Maybe this whole city or this group of islands or something is just a farm to churn out this product that's a big hit all over the rest of the world. So maybe that's, you know, they're not doing a thing, but they're, you know, we're living our lives and everything's great. And I'm going to go down to the Ministry of Processing and I'm going to, oops, I got processed into meat. And now, mm. you know, maybe maybe it's an economic thing on that end where it's that's not like true. controlling the people to do a thing, but it's just making them be peaceful calves just led to the slaughter. I mean, I don't know. It Even if we don't go on the cannibalism route, I think you're on to something there. Because remember, this whole thing sprouted from uh, chemical warfare, other issues, things like that. Mm-hmm. What if this town is being controlled and then put the joy on, and they're actually going out and making this poison, which, of course, slowly poisons them and kills them. And so, of course, no sane human is going to agree to go make this stuff. Knowing mm. that they're oh, yeah, going to die in go. the process, so they had this whole island, the Wellington, you know, the Wellington Wells, and all their surrounding islands, take joy, force them into the well, con them into joy, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. and then make them do this job. In which case, who cares if your whole town and city is non-functional and you're pooping into rotten wells? And you're just going to die anyway. They just need the bodies to go mm-hmm. process this chemical to use for the war efforts or whatever they're doing out in the other rest of the world. And you could tie that into the like the accident that happened. Oh, we were making this thing, and we didn't know it was going to be this horrible, and it exploded and killed half the town. Oh, we gotta we gotta get that out of our brains. We gotta take this joy, and then whoever gave it to him was just like, "Hey, why don't you go work at this happy unicorn factory over here?" Oh, I love making unicorns! Yay! And you're just making more of the Aww. stuff. And then it would even make sense for that part of the story that they showed us, where you are processing humans into meat. Because, once again, why waste money on these people who are just going to die anyway? You just yeah. feed them the rotten people or the people that are almost dead or whatever you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and since they're on joy, they think, hey, this is a great steak. Whoa, life is great. Who cares what mm-hmm. you're feeding them? Oh, there you go. I think we're on to it. I think we solved the problem. Look at that. There we go. Spoiler alert, guys. We ah, just, just nailed it. Ah, just rub my little hands on my belly. There we go. <laughs> What's that even mean, Eric? I don't know. You know? I can't even. I can't even see it. It's kind of disturbing thought. <laughs> see Eric's shoulders, and they're kind of shifting a little bit as he's rubbing his hands on his belly. <laughs> I don't like this. But what I do like is more mailbag questions. So thank you, Jozos, for that mailbag question. And if anybody else has a mailbag question for us, a comment, a concern, if you just want to say hi, or please, yes, more mailbag questions. We love it. We love having the mailman stop by my house and ring my doorbell. You can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. If you like what you hear, go ahead and throw us a buck. 
two bucks, five bucks, anything helps us. It keeps the lights on, keeps us motivated, makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. For everyone who has contributed to us now, present, past, in the future, we thank you. Awesome. You guys are the best. All the good words we can give you, we do give you. Uh, we're working on more content to throw to the patrons out there. And uh, beyond that, you know what? If you can't donate, that's understandable. Money is money. Hey, how about a mailbag question like Matt said? We love those. It gives us more content to throw at you. And it's also nice because, hey, it's something you want to hear from us. So it's easy peasy. We know you want us to talk about it, so we talk about it. And it's great for everybody. If you can't do that, also (laughs) likes, Facebooks, all the things. You know, push those likes. Give us five-star reviews. We love that stuff. Give us stuff. Give us interaction of any kind. We eat it up. (laughs) And, of course, this podcast drops every Friday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 2nd of February for our very next episode. Uh Uh-oh, Groundhog Day! (laughs) And you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as Eric said, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out. And we appreciate it so much. And we do appreciate those five-star reviews on iTunes. Gives us all the gold in the world it does. All the gold in the f***ing world. You went too far again, (laughs) damn it, Eric. I'm just going to say, don't forget forget to save. save. Shut up and sit down. She can beep it out. It's fine. Don't forget forget to ruin the end of the episode, you jerk.